0: This week in wrestling, we talk Battleground. Old Man Taker returns and kicks Brock in the balls because he bragged too much. Our truth talks down the beast. Cesaro moves up the card and Owens moves down the card. If you're an idiot. Hulk Hogan gets called a racist, but for not really being a racist. Women's wrestling is rejuvenated. ZZ takes a wicked shot. Patrick gets eliminated. Eva Marie debuts... And you get all the weekly usual segments on this week's Club K-Fave podcast. So, without further ado, here we, not start, we go! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Club K-Fave podcast. As always, I'm Pat McDermott, joined
1: alongside by Dan Peck. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know
2: Dan Aykroyd was in this picture. And Chris O'Mealy. Yes, and of course, that line is from Space Jam, this week's Talkin' Talkies, which you guys should check out as Dan and I go back to our childhood with one of the best movies from the 1990s, regardless of how corny it is now. But and Talkies is on the giant media ball, giant ball of media, without the fleas. Look, I know we're kind of rushing through the intro here, but we have to because... We have to kick off the show. What a week. We have to kick off the show. No, we're not going to do the Ultima Lucha preview or the Battleground review right now. We got to talk about what happened today. Uh, we're recording on Thursday the 24th, which means if you woke up this morning and you checked the wrestling news, you saw that suddenly Tough Enough only has two judges, because that was the first thing I saw. And the Hall of Fame was missing a certain HH submission, because... Hulk Hogan just up and friggin' vanished.
0: So my first thought this morning was, "Wow, I guess Daniel Bryan and Paige didn't use their save on him either, because he LOL. was gone." My
1: first thought was, "I thought it was Friday and not Thursday." <laughs> Whoa!
2: Oh yeah. Ah uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? You know what? I, I didn't even Mac get anything. on until
1: like two thirty today because I had to go shopping as soon as I woke up. So it, like, I come bad. in. It's been twelve hours since everything happened.
2: Oh, wait. oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, me screwing up my dates aside, what the fuck, Hulk Hogan? <laughs> um, but but is it what the fuck, Hulk Hogan? Because I don't really think it is. it's take it us is. through this.
0: So, and this is only what I've heard. And if, if I'm wrong, if I'm missing something where he just totally went off on the African-American race and said slavery should be reinstated or something, please, by all means, which sounds like someone else who ha- who is at the door... Um,
2: No, I don't want him in here for this part. Keep him out. Please,
0: please let me know if I'm wrong. But from what I heard, he said that black people called him the N-word. And so he would call them the N-word. And aren't we all a little bit of
2: N-word? And I I didn't see any problem with what he said He didn't call anyone in particular the N-word. Like, he didn't go on a rant... And say that he hated Booker T, which is funny because that's literally and, and everybody's go-to and guy. And he
0: brought up Booker T too. He's like, "Well, Booker was the first one to call me that."
2: Yeah, and we all know that because we've all seen that promo.
0: But I, I, I find it hard to say that what Hulk Hogan said was in any way racist at all. Uh, it, again, if there's more, if there's more out there that I didn't hear. By all means, send it to us, and I'll well, listen well, to the it. Well, the
2: audio clip that supposedly triggered this is the same one that – the one that you heard is the same one that right, I heard. The radio station, and right? Or he's on a radio station. The DJs are black, and they're just casually talking. That's all right. it was.
0: You <laughs> didn't get up and say, I feel insulted to be in here, and just leave. That would be racist.
2: My or... problem with this whole thing is it is it is the perfect example of this PG attitude overreactions that's exactly what it is
0: it's not even wwe pg it's this is worldly like this this is what people consider racist and this ruins people's careers nowadays and i think that's the saddest
2: thing and as glenn pointed out because he posted that george carlin clip they're just words they're just words it's the context of the word now if he was out there saying all these people are n-words then, yeah, he's racist and he deserves or, it. You but know, he's telling a story about why he personally says the N-word. Or if he mistook not... a sweaty R-Truth for a sweaty Booker T. Oh, yeah. Joe Mad Dog Needle, you are the man for thinking that <laughs> R-Truth is Booker T. Now that's racist. that's racist. racist. <laughs> Uh-oh, now he's in the room. He loves Joe Mad Dog Needle now.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, uh, I wanted to keep Hollywood
2: Hulk Hogan under contract. Of course you did. Well, Vince, I'm glad you're here because we have a special yeah. guest for this week's Club Cafe podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us live in the studio, may we introduce to you Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you something, niggers. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Now, now we're canceled. Whoa, whoa, hey. All right, whoa. calm
0: down, you know. Calm down with. The- <laughs>
2: trying to defend you, man. The thing
0: is, man, you, you go on the radio and, and you you, say, <laughs> you can't just say it to a bunch of white people and think that's okay either. But when you go on the radio and you're having a conversation, that's cool. But you can't just come in here and call us a bunch of, you know, them. Yeah, them. Who do you mean by them? That's racist. Oh, my God.
2: Wow. We are uh, so. They just, we are they just so walked canceled. away arm in arm. Oh, my God. We are so canceled. <laughs> oh.
0: Here we are trying to have a serious discussion, <laughs> and and Hogan makes his first appearance on our show, and Racist Vince is here, too. And that goes <laughs> great with our stance on uh, what is and what is not racism. Yeah. Anything Racist Vince says is probably racism incarnate, so...
1: Incarnate? <laughs> the
2: racist Pretty much, incarnate. yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Well, alright, so... I don't want to spend the whole show talking about this. Here's my my two cents on the matter is that this is going to lead to so many great jokes for the purpose of our show. But I really feel like it was an overreaction. If if that's all the context, it is. I understand that, like, you got to do something about it because your little PG mindset. But so you're telling me that WWE raged and then punched a hole in the wall.
1: They they Benoit him though it, they removed all mentions to him. You know you know what's is there big gaps in more pay per views on the WWE network. I absolutely love. Did you that imagine TV. like every show from the first pay per view until like 2005 is going to have a freaking half hour gap in it now? Yeah, you
0: want you want to know what else is racist? Um, trying <laughs> shoehorning a way to get Patrick off the show every week on Tough Enough. That's racist. Oh, my God. We're
2: going to talk about that how, when we get to the top does
0: I mean, how does that look? Like, Hulk Hogan was just chomping at the bit to get this guy off the show.
2: Which is funny, because now, in context, everything is just going ridiculous. But the reality of the situation is, it had nothing to do with that. But now everyone's going to think it did. Of course. I'm, act- I'm actually expecting Patrick to come back next week because of this. Dear Lord. All right. Well, we're going to talk oh. a little... Oh, we'll talk about that after then because that's part of that. We we have a little bit more to talk about with Hogan, but I also want to get this pay-per-view out of the way because we did have a pay-per-view on Sunday. This was Battleground, um, another one of those events that on paper it was kind of like, ah, I don't know about this, but it ended up being pretty good. Although, well, well, Pat's got an issue with something on the pay-per-view, but we'll get to that. Yes, I do.
0: Yes, I do. Did you hear, though, um, I don't know if you guys watched the post-Tough Enough show. I watched I watched like one or two episodes of it. And Daniel Bryan was talking about Battlegrounds. He's like, we've got a pay-per-view coming up in two weeks. Battlefield. And, and Jericho just looks at him. He's like, he waits for a second. He goes, points to Hoagie He goes, he said Superdome.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. That was really good, yeah. Uh, well, at least screwing that up is still more forgivable than Summerfest. Thanks, Jeremy Piven. I would, I,
1: I somewhat have less of a problem with an outsider coming in and not knowing the exact name of the show. Thanks so much. Well, to be fair, Daniel Bryan's not going to be on that show, so yeah, that's true too.
2: Battle thing. <laughs> All right, so we started off with the uh, battle for the crown, and it was King Barrett versus King. What's up? Oh yeah, pre-show.
1: Not even the pre-show main event. (laughs) Nope. Because we talk. And King Barrett wins. And, of course, there's an advertisement in the middle of the
2: match because that's what what they've been doing for, like, a year now. And uh, so, R-Truth is no longer King What's Up, but he gets his redemption on Raw, which we're definitely going to talk about. Oh, we're going to talk about that. All right, so I want to talk about the opening match between Randy Orton and Sheamus. Uh, Orton gets the win. Not really a surprise here because Sheamus is Mr. Money in the Bank, so... He's not winning any matches for a while.
0: Kind of a, uh,
2: a slow match. Not, not yeah. that that's a bad thing, but a very but, slow match. Well, here's the thing. The match was good, but I've seen it before. We've seen Orton and Sheamus so many times, and they're not doing anything really different. It's so, the, uh pinnacle of WWE-style guy versus WWE-style guy. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's, not, it's nothing spectacular. It All reminds right. me of when they did Overkill with the... Uh, the Rey Mysterio psychosis feud in WCW where they just wrestled each other all the time because they were like, well, I don't know who else to put you up against, so just you two wrestle. Well, and it's like, "God damn it!" like, I've seen this match so many times that it's kind of like, oh, you've been doing this for three years, just can't yeah, do something else.
0: And neither of these guys are invested in any sort of storyline. They're in a storyline with each other that's so vapid and devoid of all meaning.
2: You're they're- boring. are boring. Yeah, they're they're feuding because they have no one else to feud with, right? And they're yeah, both marquee so stars, so they got to get up there. And it's it doesn't really hurt them, but it doesn't help them either. They're just kind of there just right there. now. Mm-hmm. Now, Seamus does really well this week on Raw and SmackDown to redeem himself. Randy just <laughs> exists right I now. I wish so.
0: Randy Orton, like because Randy Orton seems like he comes back and then he goes away, and then he comes back and goes <laughs> yeah. away. So he's very
2: inconsequential. I need to make another movie.
0: So I feel like that's that's kind of what he is. He's not going to be in any serious programs anymore. He's just going to be the guy who they're like, "Oh, we have no opponent for the champion this month. Oh, we uh, plug Randy Orton in with this
2: other upper card guy." That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not Which, not a whatever. Not a bad thing cuz like for the most part Orton isn't exactly the most exciting wrestler. He's very good, but he's not very exciting, if that makes sense.
0: Right, and he's he's dreadful at uh, storylines in general, like getting emotion to be conveyed.
2: Like, I, I get his Viper character, but he's also been playing that one for a couple of years now. And when Orton really would get good and we, everybody would get reinvested in him, it was because he reinvented himself. And he hasn't reinvented himself in a long time. Even right. when he just does his face and heel turns, he's still the same guy. Just like the big show. I, I do appreciate him starting to talk faster in promos again, but still. All right, now we're going to talk about the shortest match on the whole card, and that includes the pre-show, which is the tag team title match, uh, Primetime Players versus The New Day. This was and
0: still a really good match, though. I was the
2: Very good match, match in the middle of the show? Uh, thank God they left they're going to be they're going to be like having a
0: picture I saw a bandana peering around the
1: corner
2: I like I like this match and I'm happy that the primetime players retained cuz at this point they need a good solid run with the belts and New Day doesn't need the tag titles at this moment because so their good. entire character <laughs> is everything right now so the Xavier Woods
0: over. and Big E Langston are, or Big E are doing so much for Kofi Kingston, who's not a good promo guy right now. I think this. I think that that him being a heel is going to bring a lot out of him that people saw for years.
1: I mean, like, oh, absolutely! He destroyed Randy Orton's car.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah! That one night where he
2: his so Nazca. But oh, Randy Orton Ar- Randy yes. did a great job putting him over. His pipe-out car. Yes, oh my god. Randy Orton did a great job putting him over after he had already killed Mr. Kennedy, so. Well, he had to stop. Oh, and he did, one. like, the
1: dive on him at MSG, and then it was like, You forgot the finish. You stupid, are done. Stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid. And that's to mention, like, two weeks later that,
2: his, that he couldn't do that finish anymore anyway, so it was like, yeah. kind of moved. All right, now I want to talk about what I thought was my favorite match of the night, which everyone's going to be like, it wasn't Cena Owens? Actually, no, it was Wyatt Reigns.
1: Oh, I, my favorite. Neither of those were my favorite match. <laughs>
2: um, I love this match. I thought this match was amazing. And I am so happy to see Roman Reigns, like, finally get out of that shell and look like the star that he needs to look like.
0: Right, it's just uh, you know working with the right guy, and I think right now Bray is that guy. Ever since
2: yeah, they they brought out the best of each other. They really did.
0: I mean, even before those cats both
1: wrestle in shirts. (laughs) They do both wrestle in shirts, and that guy attacks him in
0: a hoodie. Even before um, he faced Taker at Mania, Bray Wyatt was already on this like on this level. It's ever since Mania, it's he's been helping everybody else just by
2: association. Right, and he doesn't – and that's his thing. He's not going to be the title guy like a Randy Orton. He's going to be the feud guy. Right. All his feuds are going to be completely character-driven. And when he does win a title, it's going to be incredible.
0: Well, that's the thing too. And I, I, we talked about it, I think a bit on the show last week, but every Bray Wyatt feud means something and he doesn't need – t- the title can be an accessory to it, but it doesn't need Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I could see him Speaking like – Hitting my other
2: favorite. that was my other favorite part of the match was the fact that Luke Harper realigned with him. I like
0: and <laughs> I like the thought of putting him in a hoodie, like, oh, who could it be? And you're like,
2: And you see the beard, it's just like, <laughs> oh well Yeah. Big old beard sticking out of a hoodie. And if and if Eric Rowan wasn't hurt, there probably would have been a second guy in a hoodie with a red beard. It's Caval, you idiot. <laughs> it's Caval, you idiot. You uh, idiot uh, all right, now we're going to talk about my other favorite match of the night, which was, I'm assuming this was Dan's favorite match of the night, and this so was the
1: unadvertised, announced during the pre-show, we didn't even know he was gonna, who was going to be in the match until yep. the bell rang.
2: Not even before the bell rang, like when the bell rang, we finally knew. I like the tease that Nikki was going to do it, and then she's like, no, F this, my more talented sister can handle this. Oh. And she's like, all right.
0: They picked the right one to go up And I was
2: like, the... oh, thank yeah, you. So I was like, don't. The only like
0: he's thing he's
1: backing out. Don't pick Foxy. Don't pick Foxy. Don't pick Foxy. Don't pick Foxy. <laughs> the only thing
2: that made me sad about this that was that Becky play, didn't play. get to wrestle. Uh, if it was Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky in a triple threat, it would have. They would have probably smoked all the girls. So they put Brie in there because Brie is the only the one. The problem, problem is, is, Becky is aligned with Charlotte. Yeah. Well, Bri, well. Uh, this is kind of funny because I'm not. I'm honestly not that into Charlotte. Like I like her work rate and everything. And I'm oh, I'm okay with her character. Does anybody else just have an issue with the way she looks? I don't want to sound like a dick about this, oh, but I'm
0: just not attracted to her.
2: I mean, I don't have to be attracted to the girl to appreciate their work rate, but there's well, just something. I mean, what odd. you said about there's, how she looks, yeah, yeah, but I, I, there's something odd about her body that kind of bugs me. Like she's just she's very odd looking. It's the same reason why I can't stand Mojo Raleigh. I well, can't check out his hot man body because it's weird.
0: It's, it's, he's got a
2: triangle body. <laughs> he does have
0: a triangle body. She has so much of Ric Flair's features in her face. Like, didn't get any of her mother's features that it's disturbing. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she's by any means... I'm not like, ugh, she's
2: disgusting. No, it's, she's not. She's not But unattractive.
0: Um, I, I could see
2: where you have a problem. There's, there's a bit of a weird issue there. Fortunately, she's a Friggin' fantastic wrestler, and... Uh, do we really have to see Crying Flair every time now? Can we drop that soon? <laughs> says, like... I love you and super kick him. <laughs> later. Yeah. Uh, this match was awesome, though, and they made the right move by not having Sasha be involved in the finish. Which we'll talk about a little bit more when we get to what happened this week.
0: I, and I think this is leading to Brie wrestling more?
2: Hopefully.
1: Uh, well, we're,
2: we're eventually going right? yeah. to get, you know, the the nine girl match where they're all involved. That's coming. That's probably going to be SummerSlam and they're probably going to work the title in there somehow. Could be Pretty very sure, intriguing. It wasn't a to match this last one. so. All right. Um, yeah.
0: We in, of all the divas on the main roster that have been there for a while. We on the
2: show endorse Brie Bella compared to most of the other ones. And you know what my favorite thing about Brie Bella is? Her entrance music.
1: Everyone but Natty, and Natty's just disappeared because her husband's hurt.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I
1: forgot about. I really forgot about Natty. Natty. Because he has the broken neck.
2: Aw, oh, he has this same injury that Joe has. Not cool, dude. All right. This next match goes one of two ways. If you're an intelligent wrestling fan, you understand that Kevin Owens got put over. If you're an idiot, you think he got buried. So which one are you? And I know uh, I just I'm called somebody on the
1: show. It's, it's it. somewhere in between, but closer to the overside. So <laughs>
0: So John Cena needed to pull everything out of the tank, some of the things, multiple times, and had to finish this match, I believe, with the attitude adjustment off the
2: second rope. Yeah, attitude adjustment off the second rope into his STF was the only way he could. Yes, exactly,
0: following up with the STF, because he knew the pinfall wouldn't be enough. And that's, you know, that's the other thing, is people, as soon as this feud was over, said, oh, he's being thrust out of the main event spotlight, and now he's just going to be a job guy, which I guess we'll talk a little bit more about. No, he's not,
2: because you're all dumb. All right, let's get this over with because Pat's got a rant here. Our main event went 9 minutes this? and it was okay. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Lesnar hits 13 suplexes. The match itself is very good. No, it's not. But <laughs> it was a good match. R- well, up but to a point. It was a short it was a short match. It had potential to be much better, but the very first F5 cut into And Undertaker is back to destroy Brock Lesnar. All right, Pat, what's your problem with this?
0: Okay, so ever since WrestleMania, Brock versus Seth Rollins in a one-on-one match has been, without a doubt, a money match. And they've prolonged it out till Battleground when Brock had come back, and I think people, number one, deserve to see a finish to that storyline, whether it's Rollins cheating somehow and getting away with the title or Brock Lesnar decimating him and winning the title, which we kind of got half of before the interference. But um, even more so my problem with this is, so the lights go out and boom, Undertaker's in the ring. What's the first thing The Undertaker does as a babyface coming back? A kick in the testicles.
1: F your balls. Oh, I'm going to kick you in the If face. you're the right guy doing it to the right guy, you can be the biggest babyface in the world. You can. You can. However, it just – it looks bad
0: because it's, you know, the whole thought of Brock Lesnar – like, what what – what is your thought? Like you already had the the one up on him by the lights going out. He didn't know where you were going to be when the lights come on, and you just go ah, kicking the balls. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> um. So then you know, chokes. I also I don't
1: think the Seth Rollins thing is over. I think it's uh, pushed aside for now because there's bigger problems. Right. At the moment. So Which chokes- I'm sure is going to be as soon as whatever is after SummerSlam. If Brock shows up, he'll fight Seth Rollins again.
0: Could be, and I hope that's the way it goes, but then, you know, you get your choke slam, you at your tombstone, and Undertaker does his pose, and the pay-per-view ends.
1: And there's so, 15 minutes left until the hour still. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, I, I felt like the, the champion, the important champion, the character you've been building, and the guy who either needed to have a win over Brock Lesnar, whether it be by DQ and outsmarting him or not, uh, is completely not around At all. It's not even like, you know, you could have done something... You could have done something with Undertaker coming back. Because they just put all this investment into making Brock Lesnar face. And I think this is like a face-face feud. I'm not quite sure yet. but
2: Uh, I think it's just... Yeah, I think it's just... here, Here are two guys that don't need to be face or heel.
0: Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. It feels like with Suplex City and everything, they put so much investment into making Brock face that I'm really hoping... Undertaker coming back doesn't tarnish that, which is the only reason I could justify kicking someone in the balls is to maybe set up like, Oh wow. Some people will go, Hey, Undertaker's a bitch for kicking him in the balls. And some people go, yeah, the undertaker's back. The investors reversed the streak. (laughs) So where did that start? Anyway, that started with the gaggle. Um, it started as a, as a rumor at a gaggle pay-per-view party, where one of them had turned to myself and Jason Shin and said, "Yeah, I heard they're actually go- the stock investors are tr- are going to make WWE reverse the streak because they are not happy so with the wait,
2: product." Wait, wait, wait! This this was never an actual news story. This was this was a fabricated news story. Oh my god! I thought this was actually based on like some some bullshit dirt I, sheet I, thing that you had why, read. First, first thing, first thing Pat said
1: when he told us was, "This is I heard this from the gaggle." I guess it's been so long that I just
2: spaced on it.
0: No. Goddamn. There's a lot of people who say a lot of things, and the gaggle are those type of people. They just say things that aren't real at all and try to make people believe there's some sort of inside information that they're getting.
2: Oh! And
0: there's, yeah. <laughs> there's no justification hates, to it. Vince
2: hates Christian, and he hates SmackDown. Remember those in the old message board? Yeah. He would always post these news stories, and they would always be filled with... Well, Vince feels this way, and Vince feels that way. I go, where are you getting your source from? WrestleZone? Really? Because I read that site, too, and I've never once seen this story. Are you putting your own spin on everything? Because that's how you operate?
0: But, yeah, but I have more to talk about in this feud, but I'm sure we'll talk about that during your uh, top ten conference. I, I,
2: ha- I have a taker note for the top ten.
0: Okay, okay, because I want to talk about a stupid fucking promo, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. All right, we'll get to that. Glenn, I, 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 should, I should state... And Chris can vouch for this. I am a huge Undertaker fan, but this is fucking stupid.
2: Okay, okay. (laughs) Relax, Pat. I I, I do have a theory as to why this is panning out the way it is, and it's not going to necessarily change your mind, but I I think you'll understand when you see what I think I'm saying here. Anyway, let's do the top ten. Number 10. All right, we're going to start out with something cool that happened on NXT, and it is not Samoa Joe's music finally being fixed. It is the re-debut of Eva Marie. LOL. No, this is not in the top 10. What are you guys, nuts? All right. But I have to talk about this because, A, I have to troll Chev, and, B, I have to shoot down everybody who's saying that, oh, my God, look how good she got. Here's the thing. First of all, she faced a rookie in Cassie. Cassie is still learning the style. A rookie. Oh, <laughs> well, you, can't, you can't see the on uh, an audio podcast. Yeah. A WWE style rookie. But here's the thing with Eva Marie. She has been training since before WrestleMania. Because that's how it's been going. That's the whole storyline in Total Divas. Now, either she stopped and they just debuted her this far back. Or she actually has been training this entire time. Either way, if she's been training for that long and she's been training five days a week, then she should not have looked as generic and sloppy as she did. Here's the thing before anybody shoots me down was like, she wasn't that sloppy. All right. She wasn't that sloppy, but she's way behind where she should be based on the training that she has had. And you can't get mad at me for saying that because WWE has flat out told you that she has been training since March. So you're telling me she went from March to July and the only thing she learned how to do was Brian Kendrick's finisher, which she doesn't even execute that well. She doesn't move that fast. She's like, oh, step, step.
1: I thought she did moves well, but like all the in-between stuff, she was a little derpy.
2: Yeah. And, she, and, here, here, yeah she. she. Yeah, Oh, she, wait, so, I have to turn around to pin you because yeah. bodies. She picked up moves, but she didn't pick up how to execute them. Like she didn't pick up how to string them together into a match. So she's still pretty bad. Oh, so welcome to the Randy Orton and Kelly Kelly School of Wrestling. (laughs) Uh, She's still pretty bad. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to be fair. I'm going to give her a chance to prove her worth. All I'm saying is she's not off to a great start, but that doesn't mean anything.
0: I'm sorry. I got a message from the club. Uh, Dan, all the girls in the club asked who
1: when you said that. Oh, yeah. um, Well, you know how we do.
2: You know just how we do. (laughs) All right, you want to do the real t- the real number ten now? <laughs> number ten. Okay, this actually is a women's match. Bailey made her return on NXT this week and faced Emma in a match that proved two things: one, Emma is grossly underrated, and her new character is friggin' awesome; and two, Bailey needs to be the next NXT Women's Champion. That is what I took away from that match, because it was so friggin' awesome, and. And I know some of you guys are gonna love me for saying this. Man, Dana Brooke is so much better when she's out of the ring.
0: <laughs> you know, I want to. I, I didn't watch NXT yet, so this makes me want to watch.
2: Uh, I have one more NXT note, and it's here is Machine Gun Kelly.
1: If you look up butterface in the dictionary, you'll see a picture <laughs> of Dana Brooke. Wow, Machine
2: Gun Kelly, first time on the show. Big guests. Yeah, but he just blew out the window because he's so skinny. Oh, next time we'll have to close that window. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. The only other. Yeah. There's so many other things I could talk about with NXT and Baron Corbin's five second match is not one of them. But uh, I do have another note, but we'll get to that. Let's move on. Like, though. His way of being heel is to is to yeah. scowl scowling his, his entrance. <laughs> yeah, really. His it's terrible. All right, let's do number nine. Number nine. Okay, um, this is going to be the TD section of the show. I've got the TD and the TE.
0: Now you're back, I,
2: back, back on top of the yeah, world. Exactly. So the whole concept of Total Divas this week was that everybody hates Eva, and everybody's jealous of Eva, or so she says. Her only ally is her ridiculously scumbag husband. But Nikki is like, look, I'm the leader of the locker room, so <laughs> I'm going to handle this, and I'm going to see what's going on, and I'm going to try to talk to her. And the whole time she's talking to her, Eva's like, you're a terrible divas champion and you're a horrible person and everybody's just stupid and Nikki's like all right f you i'm done with this and it's so funny because literally you're right you know <laughs> wait it's it's like
0: two or three episodes in and they're still talking about a fucking instagram post
2: yeah it's so funny it's so <laughs> stupid
0: you said you it's, were that la- yeah her her husband's like John Cena, lay, he's like, you said you were lying? I believe you were lying. I ate two steaks.
2: Ha ha. <laughs> I did get a kick out of, uh, but the the cool thing about Total Divas this week, other than, you know, how shitty Eva is and how she's got an agent now and how she lost Nikki Bella as an ally. And if Nikki Bella thinks you're a bitch, then you're pretty much screwed there.
0: Oh my God. That was
2: like a, an uncomfortable bitch showdown. Yeah. But the, my favorite part about Total Divas this week was seeing Paige at her first WrestleMania. And, like, I gained so much immense respect for Paige, just like how she would go out there and let the emotions overtake her. And it's like, now that's a girl who has true passion for she this. came back crying. Yeah. She absolutely deserved it. I also, my wife also enjoyed how hard they were trying not to mention AJ Lee.
0: Oh, yeah, they really went out of their way. <laughs>
2: They're just like, oh, we really don't want to mention her that,
0: at all. And, like, they, they only showed footage of the three of them before the match. And you're, you can't tell me that AJ wasn't around for any of that.
2: Oh, yeah, you know she was, but.
1: I mean, like how they quietly mention AJ every time because they have to talk about it. every time they mention Nikki Bella being because champion for means. almost 300 days. Yeah. So they're That's just they're, they're seriously they're just waiting for Nikki to pass so they have to they don't, yeah. they don't have to talk about Nikki, AJ anymore.
2: Nikki's gonna lose the belt the day the the yeah. show <laughs> the after, <day> after <laughs> she, she passes AJ's reign. That's exactly how it's gonna happen.
0: Will Alex Riley get that date tattoo on the back of his neck too? Oh
1: my god. What an idiot. What an irrelevant idiot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another guy where every time I see or hear anything from him I just
2: the I'm word just like, no hey, he becomes
1: suck. a larger and larger <laughs> Fox eyes.
0: It's like the rage in his Tron.
2: Just nope. Nope. (laughs) All right, let's do number eight. Number eight. All right, I want to talk about the uh, Roman Reigns-Luke Harper match that we got. Yeah, Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what? And I'm, I'm loving this feud because this is the feud that's making me really like Roman Reigns. Because I'm appreciating everything he's doing. He's out of that. He's out of that babyface character shell now. Where he's.
0: <laughs> you, you mean the better Wyatt's versus
2: uh, two thirds of the Shield? Pretty much, yeah. But you got to admit, he's been having some of his best matches in this feud, and like this is the Roman Reigns that should have been. You know, this is the Roman Reigns that would make me believe he could be the world champion. This Roman Reigns.
0: One of the best things they've done with Roman Reigns' character development uh, is keep him and Dean Ambrose on-screen friends. I think that's one of the best things they've done for him. Because I I think it adds legitimacy. People love Ambrose, so no matter what Roman Reigns does, if he's around Ambrose, he gets better pops. And so putting him in this match, uh, which is... I heard it's rumored to or New Person and Stang. Sorry, guys, some technical difficulties. So, as I was saying, uh, the best thing they could have done with Roman Reigns is what they're doing right now, just kept them friends with Dean Ambrose on screen, and I think yeah, that adds like a lot. Yeah,
2: they're together, but they're not together. Right, right. They're, they're allies. Mm-hmm. D... You need, but well, you need stuff like that, though. You need you need somebody watching your back in a feud like this, and it helps both guys out because it keeps them relevant in each other's matches, and well, each he, other's storylines. He feuded with him, you know, last, late last year. Right. So, like, they squashed that beef, though. They sure did. All righty, um, let's talk about number seven. Number seven. All right, this is the contract signing between Finn Balor and Kevin Owens on NXT. Uh, pretty simple stuff. Your, your typical your typical feedback from each other. But uh, what really sold it was when the contract signing broke down and Owens just punched out William Regal. And it's just like, yep, this guy really doesn't care. He's just going to say, F everybody who gets in my way, and this is what I'm going to the Brock- do. Lesnar's
1: school of... Uh- Of table-pushing. Yeah. Well,
2: speaking of which, (laughs) number six. Number six. I'm going to put this low on the list because it wasn't the greatest thing ever, but I still really enjoyed the Brock Taker brawl. And the reason I enjoyed the brawl was just because of how intense it got and how they built it as being two guys who you just can't separate, and also how R-Truth was, like, the MVP of it. R-Truth talked down the beast.
0: He
1: was Chris Pratt in that
2: that Raptor. He really
0: was. That whole segment was great. Now, could I rewind Raw a little bit and talk about the opening promo?
2: And how much you hated it?
0: How much I hated this stupid promo and reasoning. All right. So Undertaker comes out, and he says, "Uh, Brock Lesnar, you had a great accomplishment. The greatest accomplishment of your career. Okay, awesome. Makes perfect sense. But then you gloated about it more times than I said was okay. Uh... <laughs> so so, so it's his greatest accomplishment. He should be able to talk about it, but
1: he talks about it too much. Brock Lesnar yeah. hasn't said a damn word about exactly. it. Exactly. If about? anything,
2: the feud is with Heyman. <laughs> I'm just an advocate. All right. I, I, I'll give you that one because I do agree with that. That was si- but, that was silly. Yes. All right. But here is my theory as to why this is happening right now. Uh, the reason I feel like this is happening right now is because Taker has been so hurt from that WrestleMania match, he had to get back into shape and take care of all his injuries to do another WrestleMania match, which he kind of, which he did a pretty good job in. Which? Hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Hold on. I'm, I'm keeping this IRL for right now. And now all of a sudden he's like. Guys, look, I'm actually in shape to come back for an actual run, so let's do something with me. And what did the brain trust come up with? Well, we don't know. So here's Brock Lesnar. So you, that, you can't get—I don't think you can get too mad at Undertaker for well, this. No, one.
0: I, I'm still—I still am an Undertaker fan. I just—I think the the character right now is
2: yeah, like is, they're, stre- they're stretching reasoning. it thin, and I get it, right. and I get and, that.
0: And, like so so Undertaker showed up at WrestleMania to face Bray Wyatt but he wasn't pissed at Brock Lesnar then but now he's like oh you said it like three more times since then even though it wasn't you I'm going to kick you in the balls and that was the other thing he's like uh it's a, you turned my rage into an inferno so you're a sore fucking loser the undertakers a sore loser that's this feud that's so the maybe he is the heel. Well, that's how you know. That's how I saw it right away when he kicked him in the balls. I'm like, the fans should be booing him, but they're not. And Brock Lesnar, the triumphant face <coughs> who come who runs down to save Paul Heyman, gets booed.
1: Paul, <laughs> oh, He's, He's the Undertaker. I'm gonna drown you in oatmeal. Hey, remember how Brock Lesnar not being around all the time got him over? Well, Undertaker's been around. Way less. (laughs) (laughs) Stories are more over. Brock Lesnar's made more more appearances in the month of July than Undertaker's made in the last four years. Just think about how true that statement is.
2: Yeah. All right. Let's get to the top five. Five golden gimmicks. Okay, um... Decent stuff, nothing really standing out as a front-runner, so I'm going to kind of just run through some things. Uh, first, I want to talk about the uh, Divas tag match that we got on SmackDown, which was Naomi and Sasha versus the Bell Twins. And this was a follow-up to the, uh, the Brie Charlotte rematch that didn't have Sasha in it, where Brie also tapped out. Um, these Divas matches right now are seriously must-see, and even though the SmackDown tag match involved three main roster girls that you've seen wrestle a bunch of times. They booked it to be a must-see tag match and booked it to be the second best match on all of SmackDown. Like, you, you can't, you can no longer overlook the Divas division. They are, they have completely stepped it up and they are hotter than they've ever been. They're totally not the piss break. They are not the piss break. We, Big have all, we have shows for that. Yeah, we have Big Show for Oh, you know what I didn't mention on the pay per view?
1: The piss break. <laughs> oh, Miz coming out and saying, blah, 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 blah. Big Show shouldn't want to fight me. Well, we should be
2: friends. We should be yeah. Show Miz again. You know what's great about Ryback being hurt? I don't have to talk about Miz or Big Show at all.
1: As <laughs> we talk about Miz and Big
2: 10. Show. So let's talk about number four number four all right so patrick clark was my guy to win tough enough and last week when the show went off Ell- eliminated air,
1: yeah
2: and last week when the show went off the air i was kind of like <laughs> all right this kid's actually starting to piss me off a little bit and he had that confrontation with hogan where he's like stopping a smart mark and then like this week he he's not a smart mark to- <laughs> he's a worker yeah Here's the thing. This week he posts on his Facebook. Yeah, I might be in the bottom three this week. I'm like, oh, Christ, is he just going to be like an ass the whole show? And that's exactly what he was the whole show. He's just a dickhead. And I'm like, all right, I really don't like this dude.
0: Everything he said was pretty much justified, though. When he was ripping on that ZZ guy. Totally.
2: Yeah, but he's being like he's being an ass for the sake of being an ass because he's trying to prove that he's the passionate guy. But he's not proving that he's passionate anymore. Now he's just proving that I'm better than all of you, so I deserve to be here. And guess what, dude? Uh, this is a competition where you got to win over the fans too. And guess, guess what, though? In, you in might, all of that, he's kind of right. He is, but he's not, and that's just it. And he, like his ego got so out of control that he needed that bottom three check to put him back in position i'm like all right they got to put him in the bottom three this week at least to give him that humility and then oh, as soon as they yeah. put him up against josh and zizi i'm like he's going home <laughs> i knew immediately i'm like he's going home he's well, done because those two were going to get the those two are have the more popular uh, fan following on the show oh and it's God. trying so hard to get rid of zizi but they're not going to so he, he, could, he,
0: he was the only person who didn't take... You know what, though? I gotta give it up for ZZ watching that. He was the only one who sold the Big Show's chop. Everyone else was like, thank you for chopping me, Big Show. He's like, ow, oh, that
2: hurt. I'm dead. But with that said, let's all remember one thing. How many Tough Enough winners are still in WWE right now? And how many Tough Enough runner-ups, or in Ryback's case, early eliminations... Are actually working in WWE. Oh, you, Patrick- didn't, you didn't read the dryer sheets.
1: Why did he get signed? Triple H offered him a contract, and he said, "No thanks. It's I'm not. That's not enough money for me to relocate and live in Florida."
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, what the f- idiot! Fine, give me the fucking contract. Truiston. God damn it! All right. All right, enough about Patrick Clark, because if I talk about him anymore, the guy who really wanted him gone is going to barge back in here. (laughs) Brother. Number three. I was going to say, I'm already sitting in here. Oh, crap. You really hated Patrick, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I agreed with everything Hulk Hogan said.
1: I want him gone. I want ZZ to win. Frickin' man boobs? Yeah, he's like, it's kind of like my favorite band, ZZ Top. Yeah. Except without the top.
0: He doesn't wear a top. Well, he did. Big Show actually take it off of him to chop him.
2: <laughs> That's nice. I like how he took off his his first shirt and he had another shirt underneath and everybody chanted, you take your shirt off.
1: <laughs> That's like when a uh, luchador wears a mask under their mask. <laughs> that's always because the best it's going to get taken off as part of the storyline
2: it's fun of course Rey Mysterio has done that before yep alright uh, number three number three I want to talk about the main event of Raw which was a six man tag and it was Cena, Orton and Cesaro versus Sheamus Kevin Owens and Rusev with Lana Ray at ringside because Summer Ray now with Lana Del like Rey at ringside and uh, Summer Ray looks good in that way, and the cat fight was hot and all that stuff. But I need to talk oh, I about see the how- picture
1: of her and Lana like face to face, and you
2: realize Lana is like
1: way hotter than she is. <laughs>
2: um, I gotta talk Damn. about how friggin' good Rusev got since he came back from injury.
1: Does he put the boots on? Yeah, yeah. it's the boots. The boots, shoes Dude, is he friggin' like MC Hammer, like Hammerman, that cartoon where MC Hammer's shoes? Fell off, and some random guy picked him up, and he's got powers now because of, because MC Hammer's shoes got powers, and he's Hammer Man.
0: Oh, I was thinking of Doug when he had to get
1: cool shoes. Hammer Man. You gotta get Hammel. cool shoes. You don't remember Hammer Man? It was, in the era, it was in the era when there was the New Kids on the Block cartoon as well. Oh,
0: my goodness. Wow. No, I don't remember.
1: Hammer man, <laughs> <Hammel> man. Hammer. Hammer Man. Hammer. But yeah,
0: yeah the, Rusev gets my uh if there's a most improved award at the end of the year, he may very well get that.
2: I, this is this is a good year for him. He uh his feud with Cena actually really helped him a lot. And like yeah, he and got It was hurt. fucking
1: boring and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it was okay, really good.
2: And then like he got hurt, but they didn't just like, oh, well, let's have you disappear. They kept him involved in storylines and that really helped him. I think
0: it was after the feud with Cena that I finally got interested in Rusev's character after the whole Lana breakup and everything. Yeah.
2: And here he is tagging with Seamus, who is more interesting with this new heel persona than he has been for a while, and Kevin Owens, who's like the most interesting character they have. And he's up against Cena, who's on top of his game right now, Orton, who looks great when he's surrounded by these type of people, and friggin' Cesaro! Kevin Cesaro's Owens been
0: the star. Kevin Owens is the truest heel in the wwe he is and he's great at it because that's just how he got out of this match too he was like yeah i'm not sticking and i like they interviewed him afterwards on the the raw rebound or whatever it is raw react and he was yeah. just like yeah i figured why bother staying in there one person left already and i don't have to win this match to do anything so what does it matter that's oh my god that's such great logic because it's actually making sense why am i here <laughs> which 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 go which leads into SmackDown, which I'm sure you're gonna talk about that too, but
2: That's um, actually what led into my number two. Number two? <laughs> Alright, let's Sorry, go. Sorry, that, that was transitional. <laughs> um the, the main event of SmackDown was Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, and this involved Kevin Owens. Because when they were cutting the promo earlier with Cesaro, which is the best promo he's ever cut right there. Yeah. And Kevin Owens came in just being like, oh wow, 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 crybaby.
0: Well, I like how he goes, um, because he walked away from the match at Rusev, because again he was like, I don't need <laughs> oh, to can do you this. Please? We gotta talk about the funniest thing in his match with Rusev though. Oh <laughs> He tries to pull Rusev away from the corner and he can't do it first and he goes, lose some weight <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's so damn uh, funny. But I, I like Cesaro's comeback, though, where he was talking about... uh, <laughs> He's like, uh you, you walked out of your match again. Where are you going? Catering? And then he goes, yeah, I'm going to be in catering because I'm going to watch you lose your match. He goes, oh, you mean, like, how you walk away from all your matches and you lose them? Cesaro is... Uh, this is going to be a great vehicle for him, and... Uh, yeah. I, I'm so excited. Like...
2: This, I mean, really bad this, I feel might, that for Tyson this might this is good yeah, but this might be better than the Cena matches. Oh dude, this is going to be better than the Cena matches. it's it's this so crazy how this is going on. like I'm so excited about this feud.
0: this is and, my most most look forward to match on SummerSlam already yeah
2: and he had an awesome match with Seth Rollins that's absolutely worth watching SmackDown over. and then the ending with Kevin Owens made it better. and when it was done, I was like, I just watched a WWE produced program where t- where three Ring of Honor guys were all the main event.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, this is where we are right now. And it's so cool. It's so great for indie wrestling, which is so friggin' incredibly relevant. And you're dumb if you don't think it is. Like, you're really dumb if you don't think it is. Because it's the whole scene right now. It is. And it's just incredible. And you know what pisses me off? Daniel Bryan's doctor has cleared him, but WWE's doctors won't let him back to wrestle. Like, he's been cleared for a while. It won't and they're let him just back
0: like, to wrestle yet, or it won't let him back to wrestle? That's wrestle it. yet.
2: Oh, okay. yeah. But, like, his doctor cleared him, and he's just like, all right, like, he's appreciating everything he's doing with Tough Enough and everything, but he's bored. Imagine if he was involved with this. Yeah, he would know that the paper was called Battleground. Yeah, of
0: course. <laughs> you know what, though? I As long as they want to keep him away, I'm fine with that. Build up some new stars. When he comes back, he's going to have this whole big pool of talent to just feud with.
1: That but, he's already wrestled five star matches with in the past. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but then there's gonna be like, well we don't have room for you because we need, you know, old star to come back and feud with other old star. So but. you get to face Randy Orton this month. Yeah, why don't you face Randy Orton or Triple H? Didn't I feud with those guys already? Yeah, of course he did. But All everyone right. wants to see it again.
2: No one will remember that. All right, and that will take us now to my number one favorite thing in wrestling. Number one! And I, picked this at, <clears throat> I put this at number one because this is going to lead into the Ultima Lucha preview. So I put Lucha at the top. Uh, the show itself was really good. I hadn't watched it yet, and Dan goes, well, the first half kind of feels like filler, and then halfway through the show, you're going to just be like, oh, shit. And that's exactly how I reacted. Holy but I got yes. to ask you a question, Dan. Are you impressed yeah. with anything Tejano does? Because... He's like the one character I really don't care about. On I this don't show. like his character, but he's done. He's had good matches, so I think he's. Yeah, he's a, having good matches. He's a shameless <laughs> Randy Orton guy. That's I don't pretty really much what he is.
1: But yeah, when I he wrestles, I pay attention because it's going to be pretty good.
2: But I don't. I don't get it. He's a cowboy, and his name is Tejano, which translates to Texan. But he's from Mexico, and his whole gimmick, like, he why is he was, Mexico. Like why he was attacking Chavo was because he is Mexico. So it almost it makes no sense. And then he got attacked by Blue Demon Jr. because yeah. he's Mexico. But I love – I, I was like, can you imagine
1: was... like – Like imagine like in Mexico there's American wrestlers fighting over who is America. Who's
2: America? There might be. You don't know. <laughs> Paco Alonso <laughs> might have that going on. And that pretty much takes you to uh, – what The really cool thing about the show was the uh, – It was all built up for Ultima Lucha and everything built up into it, including the Return of Phoenix who won a battle royal – and this was a modified battle royal where it was eight guys and then the last two fought via pinfall or submission a popular battle royal concept used on indies is actually one i'm a big fan of you know do your top TNA rope gimmick to until it. you yeah or do your top to rope it. gimmick until you're down to your last two guys then have them do the cuz winning something
1: important deserves to be done by pinfall or submission
2: and jobber fury famous b is all of a sudden like hey here's the pedigree <laughs> And here's the Hogan leg drop. He did really,
1: really well. He was like, what, the, he really did. the last
2: guy eliminated? Yeah. But it came down to Phoenix and Marty the Moth. So Phoenix made the pin and earned his spot back in the uh, Battle of the Gods match. And that's what we're going to lead into. We're going to do an Ultima Lucha preview here. I won't go too long, because I know Pat doesn't watch the show, so he can't really contribute. But Dan and I will kind of take you through the storylines. And Oh, it's starting a week early now. Yes. Because it's so huge, it has to start a week early. With its Well, it's got eight matches. And I'm pretty sure it's just going to be the two-hour event split between two weeks. But they're going to have a false count anywhere match, which is the Mac and Cage. Because
1: and they had a big pull-apart
2: brawl on the show this week. Yeah, and I remember when that when that came up, I'm like, oh, I'm not that interested in these guys. Dan, can I skip the mat- this match? You're like, no. And then when it was over, I'm like, oh, well, that's why. Oh, no, wait, there's a big storyline coming here. So, yeah, it'll be false count anywhere. It'll be pretty violent. And these, the Mac and Cage are two, like, they're the big guys that can do the flippy doodles. So, it's going to
1: be fat.
2: Yeah, one of them is fat. (laughs) All right, we also have the Believer's Backlash, which is Drago versus Hernandez. They're going to give all the fans leather straps to pretty much beat the shit out of these guys if they end up in the crowd, which is such a friggin' awfully great idea. I remember because he told cause Dr. to told Hernandez in his
1: in his uh, office and he's like, Somebody whips me with a strap home, oh, put him in the hospital. <laughs> like,
2: yep, that's gonna go over well. <laughs> yeah, because remember when they were hyping up the match, Matt Striker's like, um so just so you guys know, Hernandez might hit back. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're getting Tejano versus Blue Demon Jr., which is the who is Mexico match. Which will probably be, it'll probably end up being the worst match out of all of them, to be honest with you. Some really old guy. Yeah, versus some guy dressed like an American who's fighting for Mexico, because that makes sense. Um, Then we have the match that Dan and I are so looking forward to, the return of Vampiro to in-ring action. As he faces Pentagon Jr., yeah, I cannot wait to you see You know what's going to happen. We're going to realize that his master was Vampiro all along. And it's going to be so stupid. And then on the next season, Striker will have a different commentator who won't say shit every broadcast. And Vampiro will wrestle full time because that's totally what we want to see. Um, I, I, I really just want to see Pentagon Jr. destroy him at this point. But I've also never been a Vampiro fan at any point. In fact, the most I actually started to like him was when I heard him on commentary, and then I, they did that one week thing where he was like bashing his head in the mirror. I'm like, fuck, he's wrestling, and he's wrestling soon, and now it's coming. All right, let's talk about Alberto El Patron versus Johnny Mundo. Hey, Pat knows who these guys are.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I know both of them.
2: Uh, this is going to be a really good match, because these two have just... They've had their little blood feud, and they've had had—they've had a better storyline feud and more character development in this feud than either one of them got in WWE. So this is what I call the WWE drop-the-ball match on two guys that they should still have and should still be pushing, because they're friggin' fantastic workers. So this whole match is just going to be an incredible technical battle. I'd like to see... I would like to see Alberto go over, but it's too hard to predict. <clears throat> all right, now we got to actually talk about the title matches. First of all, we have a brand new title belt that Dario Cueto introduced on this week's episode. It's the, um, it's what what all those uh, Aztec medallions has been leading towards. So, Pat, you might actually find this match concept interesting. Throughout, uh, Cup for for weeks and weeks on end. These guys have been competing, and they'd each win an Aztec medallion, and they'd all have like a bragging right for it. Okay. What this led to was a brand new title belt that's going to be competed over in a match called the Gift of the Gods match. And in order to enter, you have to submit your medallion for entry. So seven, there's seven medallions, seven people have it, and they all submitted them for this match. Whoever wins this match gets to wear the Gift of the Gods belt, and this guarantees you a title shot anytime <laughs> you want. But as Dario put it, you're not going to cash in or anything lame like that. I promote my matches, so you'll have a week out when you decide to use it. And you get to choose whatever you want on that on
1: that week's episode to cash
2: in, to have your match. Yep. But yes. the other the other stipulation is people can fight you for the belt. So before you get a yeah, chance, if you
1: don't if you don't cash in, and and I think it's been a long time, I'm going to make you defend it.
2: Yeah. And then if you lose it, well that sucks for you. Oh, so you're you. gonna
0: defend the gift of the gods, is what you're saying? Yeah, switches. he says if
1: if you dilly dally too long, I'll make you defend that
2: thing. So yeah. <laughs> and the other cool thing is that if you uh, if you fail, the belt resets and you ha- everybody has to fight for the medallions again. Oh wow! It's Was actually it? a really cool concept. Who wrote this, Raven? <laughs> right. And so here, here are your competitors. You have the Great Bengala or the Mighty Bengala, which is a guy in a cat mask who kind of like licks his paws, who was in jobber status until he won this thing. So either he's going to be like the dark horse or he's just there to fill a spot. What are you talking about? He's white. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. That's a dark horse. <laughs> uh, you have <clears throat> you have Aerostar whose gimmick is that he's kind of a spaceman, but not a lame one like Max Moon. You have Big Rick, which as you know is Ezekiel big Jackson, Rick only along, with yeah. only with one eye and he smokes a cigar and blows it. In and he was space. just handed his
1: his medallion.
2: Yeah. You and have sexy star, who's the true who's the true female star of Lucha Underground and can out wrestle the guys. You have Jack Evans the reason
1: Evans, why she is is because Evil broke her leg, brother.
2: Yeah. You have Jack Evans, who's <laughs> playing the same gimmick he always plays, big prick. And then you have the two real the two real top stars in this. You have Phoenix, who is he's got like the, you know like the legendary Phoenix type mask, and he got hurt, and Cueto took his medallion away, and then he had to earn it back in the battle royal. So he's kind of like earning his spot. But the other guy is King Cuerno, the the hunter, and I feel like he's going to be the most likely to win this because for a while they were pushing him to feud with Prince Puma. So it's going to be interesting to see where that one goes. Those are the two I expect to win. Although I'd love to see Sexy Star take it and then get a title match. Why not have a woman win your top belt? That's one way to stand out, especially the when the girls they do have are friggin' awesome. Well, speaking of there Ivalice, Son of Havoc, which, Pat, you know as mdog 20 or Matt Cross, and Angelico, the mm-hmm. South African dude who... <laughs> It's basically still all of just Incredibles ring gear, or not just Incredible, Justin Gabriel, damn, that would have been hilarious. He's Mister Motocross. He really is, yeah. But uh, the three of them have to defend their trios title against disciples of death, which we oh, still God. don't like anything about them. I saw a, uh, a web comic,
1: and it's just like a one one panel, and it's freaking set of Havoc, like freaking hauling ass, running really fast. And this was like, why is he running so fast? And the dude's like, oh, he just heard that this arena has has a uh, uh, frick, I'm doing great with this. <laughs> so, Aww. And he's like, oh yeah, he heard that that, uh, that that there's a balcony at this arena, and he's trying to be and Helico to jump off of it. Aww.
2: Couldn't remember the the word balcony. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Well, I feel like they're going to defend the trio's title because I definitely feel like the Lucha Underground title is changing hands. And that's – I don't know. They might – because I think we're going to get those guys unmasked. You you think we're going to – oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. They might do Mil Muertes as as champion and then have his disciples holding the trio's title and have like – that will be the big season two storyline. It'll be interesting to see, but I feel like Bill Morte's is definitely walking out. Hey, young Dens,
1: uh, who who are underneath the masks?
2: Oh, does he know? It's Caval, you idiot. Oh. It's Caval, you idiot. God. Mm. So, yeah, Ultima Lucha next week should be awesome. Looking forward to it. Next two weeks? Two weeks, except for Vampiro. But, different story. Vampiro! Maybe he'll just kill him the entire match. (laughs) Maybe he, maybe he will light him on fire. Who knows? All right, just, like, guys, sting on fire. Yeah. All right, guys, we we got to cycle back to that uh, that Kevin Owens match from Battleground here because it's time for Troll Truth points or Troll Truth. Yeah. And 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 what was Hey Man's only comment about Battleground? John Cena wins by submission. The right call to make. Yep, because he insists that every time a rookie comes up, they should they have been booked to be completely or vastly overpowered and make the entire roster look like crap, and it's unfair and all this other stuff. And this, Marvel, he's been nerfed since the first match, bro. He's just he's just dumb as fuck.
1: He came out all superhero and he's been nerfed since then. Pay
2: attention, bro. <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, you're an idiot, dude. You're a complete friggin' idiot. But you've always been an idiot. So, you idiot. Idiot. Speaking of idiots. Caval?
1: (laughs) Now it's time Uh, for points or Facebook comments. Oh, so it's going to be Facebook comments. Uh, I was looking through today... And I was like, that's not good, that's not good, that's that's not good, that's not good, that's not good. Holy crap, here is an article about guys that wrestled in shirts.
2: <laughs> so oh, this week's comments shirts, are, guys, are
1: these cats going to wrestle in shirts? Oh, my day has finally
2: arrived. <laughs> God damn it, I am not looking forward to this. So here we go.
1: Is this really something you think people want to see?
2: Is this really something you think people want to see? I don't sound like that. <laughs> you guys don't sound nothing like me.
1: <laughs> Warning! WWE superstars are hardly trained performers. The moves they do in the ring takes years of practice, and it's advisable to the WWE <laughs> universe. Never try this anywhere unless you are trained. Unless, ooh, are ooh, Unless ah, you are trained,
2: Ooh, are
1: trained.
0: So does that mean you have to be trained by a Samoan? <laughs> well, I guess you kind of have to sometimes,
2: right? That be- was inc- that was an incredible comment. God damn! It's advisable. It
1: sure is. I prefer a wrestler Ani shirt. And that can pretty much take any wrestler back to school than have a wrestler with a crazy physique and can barely take a suplex, right? So People whining up? about Owens, but Owens is a complete wrestler. Fans nowadays are ridiculous
2: Oh, I so want to agree with you, but you're so dumb. So you prefer your wrestlers on your shirts. Okay. <laughs> I prefer a wrestler on a shirt.
1: Jesus Christ. Wow, black man. Have a black. What? What? Wow, black man. Have a black. Wait, who let back? Hulk Hogan on Facebook? Have a black. And our last comment... <laughs> Hogan, 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 I will not buy another PPV, pay for any live events or buy any merchandise until you reinstate Mr. Bella, aka Hulk
2: Hogan. <laughs> Mr. Bella. Oh, I guess you're on a first you're on a last name basis with him, you know. <laughs> Mr. Bella. You're oh on an God. IRL th-
0: basis. This mega him. meme you just posted is outstanding. Oh
2: uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoys that cuz Cause guess who, sh- guess who, shared it? <laughs> oh, this cat, this cat rips his shirts. I really enjoy
0: this. Who could forget the iconic moment when Andre a giant tripped at WrestleMania three?
2: That one was great too. I like, I like the Hogan Benwan Punk thing.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Three <laughs> like ends high noon at Mega Mountain.
2: Uh, this is ridiculous. I hope you guys all appreciate this. How ridiculous this Hogan thing is. But there's only one way we could possibly get more ridiculous. You know what time it is, guys?
0: Uh, is it time for.
1: What, what's it time for? It's time for points! Or.
0: Buried.
1: Or. Folded.
0: Or.
2: Frozen. Or.
0: Terminated.
2: Oh, you're not gonna let Goldberg speak? Not you yet. finally remembered you can do other stuff. But you can do other things,
0: too. <laughs> All right. Or? Erased. Or? I want to say it already. F in spirit. Or one time
2: only. Ooh! Ah. ah! Good luck, guys. Good luck. All right. So here was the game for this week. I asked you guys to come up with an absolutely... Horrible, embarrassing, just dumb name for a wrestling promotion. Now, you had two options here. You could focus on the name of the promotion itself being terrible, or you could focus on the acronym of the promotion being horrible. Or you could go for broke and try for both, which I feel like a lot of people did. So you guys ready to hear some awful names of wrestling promotions? And Pat, I'm prepping you now. They're almost all more than three letters. Hey, man!
0: I know a name of an awful wrestling promotion: ECW.
2: LOLOL. Extreme
0: Championship Wrestling. Uh, I was just gonna say extremely crappy wrestling, but that's funnier.
2: Let's did have a he pizza actually? Party. Did he actually say Dan's thing? Because that is actually a little more clever than just extremely crappy wrestling, which I'm sure he said millions of times.
0: Well, it's, I, don't and, know,
1: I think
2: I just made it up because JCW yeah. Juggalo, Juggalo used to be championship. Yeah. Well, your your thing is more is clever, Dan, so he probably uh-huh. never said it. You know the difference. All right. Showmanship, big All showmanship. Right. big showmanship. All right. Here's hey. your, Here is your first wrestling promotion. Chris Hardwick and Paul Triple H Levesque present in association with the Club Cafe podcast Points or Buried Wrestling.
1: So Does that a, write something out? Pabwa. Yeah, of course. Chris Hardwick. That means we'd be getting paid and I'd be rolling over. I'd be over in LA. And I'd be all up in that, nerdist and geeking well, some shit.
0: Just, not just Chris Hardwick, but. Paul Triple H Levesque.
2: Levesque. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Triple H, what do you think of this entry?
0: I think um, I'm going to come down, then I'm going to crouch and look into this camera. (laughs) Then I'm going to look into that camera. And then when you look into that camera, look to the side, not straight into the camera.
2: Wait. Why? What happens if I look away from you? You get buried. (laughs) So, he couldn't well this week. Although, this is something I want to happen.
1: I would like to be part of the. Of the legendary slash Nerdist slash Geek and Sundry family. This is something <laughs> I Slash
0: <want>. WWE <laughs> slash Club k podcast.
1: Slash everything else.
0: Slash Levesqueu. <laughs> slash fiction. <laughs> slash View Levesqueu.
2: View <laughs> Productions. All right, here's your next wrestling promotion. The W-A-B-M. Wrestling, according to my book, man. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha I like that. It would, just be, it would just be nothing but Jack Swagger and Nikki Bella on, like, a power trip. It would be, a, it would be a heel
0: who has no heel tendencies. He just comes out, wrestles a fair match, and goes to the back after he's
2: finished. Yeah, I don't understand that. He loves heels, but he hates when they cheat. It makes no
0: sense. He, he loved Edge, and he's like, oh, but I hate how he could never win a match clean. I was like... Well, his gimmick is called the ultimate opportunist. So he takes any opportunity available to him, including dating an old haggard cougar. So that's part of the gimmick. Well, An old
2: haggard cougar. Well, you're dumb. (laughs) All right, so wrestling, according to my book, man... That, that gets points. But then w- yeah, you always be
0: like, why can't Edge just be like Shelton Benjamin? Go to the back after his match, after he has a good match, and that's it. I'm like, well <laughs> – Shelton is- Benjamin was a
2: mid-card where, where guy. Is, where is Edge on the card? <laughs> yes. And where <laughs> is Shelton Benjamin? Uh, what an idiot. Good question, Joe. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me just how frigging idiotic this kid is. But Joe Kalaya, you're not idiotic because you got points for that. All right, here's your next promotion. The J C W E W F F. John Cena wins every wrestling feud federation. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the WWE. <laughs> well, there's a W and an E in there.
0: WWE. Fe- that's great. That's that's getting points. What feud has he lost? CM Punk. <laughs> All I right. Which Punk left before he could have another match? Yep. Before he could finally get his wait, did he did he win that feud
1: or did he lose it? No, because it was all about how he never freaking never freaking beat him.
2: No, because remember they they hot shotted Del Rio to the title, and they killed the feud. So,
0: but then they brought it back when Punk was uh
2: heel again, right? Yeah, and... he won he won the feud that time, Punk. Yeah, but yeah. all right, so that was Jeff Trelawitz's entry. All right, next is. The HHHBT, the Triple H Buries Talent. Oh, those two
0: should do a cross-promotion.
2: Yes. Yes, I like that. Oh, you're awarding it points now?
0: I'm awarding it shovels of dirt.
2: (laughs) So what are you actually doing
0: to it? It's getting buried by how much I enjoy it.
2: (laughs) Oh, I didn't like it, so you could just keep burying it. Yeah. Oh man, he's gotten two burials this week. Alright, that was Mike Simpsack's entry. Alright. Uh, the VRD CWP. Vince Russo and Dixie Carter's wrestling promotion. These are all so good for marketing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and here I was expecting people to do like companies like FGT and yeah, fighting, the Fighting Grand Tournament.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I figured. And then there's also World Tour Fighting, which technically was a thing I did on the internet.
2: WTF? The hold out that entry. All Uh-oh. right, here you go. Yeah, hold out that entry, because I'm about to F in spirit. Yeah. Just like when you speared Vince Russo through the cage and made him heavyweight champion? Yeah,
0: just like that. No, this right,
2: paper's that, champion. It's a paper was, champion. <laughs> that was Dylan Shaw's entry. You speared that S. It was crazy. Yeah. Here's glad, the thing. I'm glad that you was Holocaust Hulk Hogan on this show. That that was a good uh, That was a good idea, but you went like you, you didn't try to be funny with it. That was the thing. There could have been so much potential for a Russo Carter promotion that wasn't TNA, but But everybody was going for those long those long acronyms. For example, which, was, which is a
1: bad which is a bad name for a Fed if it's a long acronym, but still,
2: yeah. It's this is the WWE O-M-E, the wrestling with eyeballs on my eyeballs. Damn it!
0: And it's not Joe Caliya either. Wow. <laughs> nope. Well, that person didn't go back to the the well. The well. <laughs> the, they didn't go back to the hay.
2: Um,
0: let's give him points.
2: All right, that was Glenn Cookin's entry. All right, now you have the L-H-W-S-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y, <laughs> Luke Harper's Wrestling School of... Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what could all those Y's be? <laughs> what else could they be? <laughs> that's,
0: that's really good. Points.
1: All right, Taylor
2: Chadwick it's his, it's his wrestling school. It's not even the Fed. Okay. All right, this, this next one. This next one doesn't give you the acronym. They're going to let you figure it out on your own. <laughs> so here we go. The official organized organization of official officiating <laughs> officials and able athletic athletes having hot heavy hanky panky.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Plus points. <laughs> oh no, he he,
2: he got he, good. He, good he, on. <laughs> He got good Uwad! Uh Dan dog. You got Uwad, but you got points, so... You got
1: cream pie, so you might be pregnant. <laughs> good lord. Bakake. Dear god.
2: <laughs> All
0: right. I think that's the first time <laughs> the Uwad has ever been used in a positive manner.
2: Yeah, but now Roman's dead, so... He's we can't. sleeping. He All gets right. one
1: Uwad game,
2: positive or negative. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we never really established that it had to be negative, so... Oh dear! All right. Next is oh, of course this is RV's promotion. The NWF, the Negro Wrestling Federation. I don't even want to read that. Why would I even have that?
1: Why would you make they'd be me your, they'd be your that. slaves and you wouldn't have to actually pay them?
0: Well, I hire people as independent contractors, and they're basically my <laughs> slaves
1: already. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't have to pay them at all. Imagine. How much money you would make if you didn't have to pay anybody?
2: <coughs> That's a great idea. <laughs>
1: Hell,
0: somehow i
2: like it so it's folded. Ah, oh, Don Mario, you've been folded.
0: Wow.
2: Do 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 All right, now you have the HAFYAWF. The HAFYAWF. <laughs> Fuck you, Antonio Wrestling Federation. Huh. Oh.
0: Wow. How many matches have you how many shows have you guys had? Thirty.
1: Thirty. Are you sure?
0: I'm sure. Thirty. It says here you booked over forty
2: shows. Let's let's give that <laughs> points. That was Ellis Homeless with that one. Alright, now you have the, the NRWA the narcoleptic referee wrestling association.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's going to get points. How could
2: that Uh, And you know who submitted it, right? Matt Hardman. Of course he did. Oh, my God. That one made me laugh hysterically when I read that. Oh, God. All right. This next one is simply called R.A.W. It stands for Reach Around Wrestling. Wow, wrestling. Such catch. Much release. Ooh. Ah.
0: He's sleeping.
2: Yeah, right? Oh, do you hear him snoring? He says, uh." (laughs) Oh, man, that's (laughs) terrible. He's doing it in his sleep.
0: So what was the name of this one
2: again? The R.I.W., Reach Around Wrestling. Oh, my God. Ooh. So that's, that's cringies. All right. Cringies to Mr. Matt Awesome. Cringies. All right. Here's another All right, this is a good one. This is another one where you have to guess the uh, you have to guess the acronym. This is the Venereal Enigmatic Grappling Athlete Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Did you finally get it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's friends with you on Facebook IRL.
0: Somebody is friends with me on Facebook IRL, so I think that
2: that was that was funny. I'm gonna give it points. The vegan points to Chris Topher. Man, also, yeah, go so, for first You were vegan. Now you now you'll be gone. vegan. Vegan. Ha. All right. Next, of course, is the KKKWF, the Ku Klux Klan Wrestling Federation. It's all good under the hood.
0: No points. You know what? I'm going, I want to uh, actually
1: freeze that entry. All right. Hold it out. Oh, Captain
2: Cold beat you to it. <laughs> Uh-oh, now he's got to go into his other bag of tricks. Oh, no, I know. I, now that it's frozen, I have to I have to erase it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to get serious for that yes. one. All right. Joe Mad Dog Needle, who doesn't know the difference between R-Truth and Booker T. <laughs> Way to play a KKK card there. Your race is Vince's favorite listener right Yeah, hi, Cyclops. (laughs) All right. Um, Oh, that was actually the start of the Biggie countdown. Some of the entries are a little weird how they copied over. So that was actually your five to go. This is your four to go here. This is, oh, God, this is the C-U-M, the Circumcised Underwear Fighting Men. This was more what I expected. (laughs) This is exactly what I expected when I submitted this. That's cringies. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> cringies to Chev, Circumcised underwear fighting men. C-U-M. Good thing Roman's still sleeping. He might have oo out on that one, too. Yeah, he is. He is snoring away. All right. Now we have the BJJBW. The... No, the Bobby Heenan jawbreaker wrestling. (laughs) Oh! Why? Oh, wow. Uh, No.
0: (laughs) I I, I think I'm going to have to go
2: with double cringe points. All right, 100 points to Adrian Cotton. You know, it's like everybody's got their gimmick, but Adrian Cotton has the monopoly on Bobby Heenan jokes, and they're just so awful. All right. Now you have. The HHRRRW, Hulk Hogan's racist rock and wrestling. <laughs> wow, timely. Well, the cutoff was 3 o'clock today, and this was submitted beforehand. Points. All right, Austin Butler on a roll. And your final entry is the new venture by Pat Patterson, the Association of Independent Distinguished Superstars. Or. A-I-D-S. Oh, single cringe. Single cringe to Matthew Anderson. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. We, cr- we cringe the opposite way in Australia. I,
2: I, I, re- I really would have enjoyed if he had made, like, the You Live Next to Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force Wrestling Federation or something like that, because he might have won the
1: have you played him. Wipeout HD yet, Wrestling Federation?
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. It is time to choose your winner.
0: Oh, it's easy for me. Um, Roman Reigns is asleep, so I gotta be a little quiet about this. But it's, <laughs> uh, it's,
2: it's the, the it's the the yeah, uh, uh, Wrestling uh, yeah. Federation. Yes. Yep. Everybody on the <laughs> message board is in agreement that Dandal won this week. So. All right, Dan. Good job, man. 150 points to you for your disgusting oo and I hope you enjoyed your... <sighs> creamy reward? Ugh. I, I was gonna say something along the lines of, like, creamy shower, but...
0: Making it I, rain in, in this bitch. Item.
2: Yeah. But, uh, if I say that too much, then Jason Shin might want his number. Oh, boy, oh boy. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you again for playing. Um... If you have an idea for a points or buried game, by all means, message me on the Facebook. And oh, and you it to know me. what we haven't talked about? The
1: G One climax.
2: Oh yeah. Would you like to talk about that?
1: It's going on. It's good stuff. As a matter of fact, Shinsegawa Nakamura lost to fucking Carl Anderson. Wasn't he you picked to win the whole thing? Yeah, I was like, LOL. He lost to a guy that's a tag wrestler. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then day three was this morning and I haven't watched it yet because I was out until like two thirty and then I had to prep for this. So I haven't watched day three yet. Maybe something happens. I don't know. Correct. But it's G1 climax time. Which is like the next three weeks,
2: because it's really long this year. That's what she so said. Roman, Roman Reigns is gonna G1 climax. <laughs> oh god. Well not this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear God! Well, thank you guys for tuning in this week, uh, Hulkster. You break my heart, and I can't wait to see what Iron Sheik says about this. Oh, he's already had some tweets, although it's not technically him. It's not him. I don't. I don't follow that account anymore because I know it's not him. But when I, when he posts the video, I will watch and probably favorite it. Oh God! All right, y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, you got to tune in next week because next week is the return of WrestlePeace Theater. Oh, yeah. And if any of you would like to be part of WrestlePeace Theater and be a guest on the show, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> go ahead and message me, right along with that uh, points are buried game idea, and I'll listen to you. Message me, not them.
0: Yeah, I don't want to read your stupid message.
2: Yeah, I'm the baby face in the group, even though you guys cheer for them and boo me. Right, because we're cool heels. Ah, uh, I don't know. What I would mean. say I'm
1: more of a tweener.
0: Why can't Pat just come out, say how he feels about something, and then just walk to the back?
2: <laughs> oh, Pat! I bet a lot of people feel that way about you. Uh, oh, plenty of people do. Uh, I know because I hear it from certain people, and I'm just like. Y'all got to get over yourselves. You're that concerned with what he's doing in his life. Be concerned about your own lives, people. Live your lives. Live them the way you want them.
0: Except Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: don't, don't be Hulk Hogan.
0: Don't don't be a, don't be a not really a racist, but people call you a racist. Racist.
2: Of course, they do. <clears throat>